while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. Well, Marcus, we can tell our guest is well raised. He never, yeah. he didn't show up empty-handed. We can appreciate that. <laughs> he never does. Never does. So we got this. Um, we got this lit. We got a uh, your campaign lit here. This is a uh, Ward Three City Council candidate Jake Ventura. Hey, Jake. Marcus, how are you, Chris? Good, Jake. Good. How are you? Um, so, Jake, uh, your we got your campaign lit here. I, I like it. It's well done. Um, Karen Polito's on the back. Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito. What are you and Karen Polito doing in this picture? Uh, we're walking a neighborhood. Uh, this is this is an older photo, but I don't think either of us have aged uh, that much, so we could use that photo. It's funny. You look the same as you did when I knew you in college. It's, yeah. it's Really, it's, it's amazing, actually. So, uh, Jake, for people who don't know you, and I know you've been covered quite a bit in the media, uh, local media outlets, but for people who don't know you, uh, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell us why you're running for Ward 3 City Council. Sure. Uh, Jacob Ventura, born in uh, New Bedford, 1987, went to New Bedford Public Schools, uh, family moved over all the way over the line to Dartmouth, and I uh, went to Dartmouth schools, graduated from Dartmouth High. Proud Dartmouth Indian. Oh. <laughs> hey, like Mayor Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. Mayor Mitchell, yeah. yeah. And uh, Councillor Carney, I believe, as well, yeah. So, uh, you Interesting. know, proud Dartmouth Indian. Um, I think uh, the Indians were in the news cycle Literally, a few right? months ago. Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> Literally <laughs> proud Dartmouth Indian. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, explain, explain, I'm going to explain that. So, so you a lot were, of people misuse literally, so yeah, they don't understand yeah, what yeah. I just said. Yeah, but anyway, um, so, but Jake, you're a broad member of the... The, uh, the Wampanoag tribe yeah. of uh, Gay Head Aquina. Yeah, no, so. yeah, and you were you were active in the uh, def- the the uh, the Dartmouth Indian logo debate. That's, that's well. right. You that's want right. you we, actually uh, came on this show to talk about we, it. We saved the Indian from being canceled, and I'll do so for the whalers too. I know there are a few folks out there that are. Uh, you know, I I don't think you're wrong, Jake. I think there are some people out there who would, would like to get rid of that that symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, part uh, Wampanoag, part uh, Portuguese. My family on the Portuguese side is from uh, Saint Michael and Madeira. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, Cape Verdean, so uh, an eclectic mix uh, that I think actually is sort of uh, resembles uh, the city of New Bedford. So I think it exactly resembles the city of New Bedford. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, went to uh, UMass Dartmouth, graduated uh, with finance degree, and then ended up uh, uh, going to law school and did all that. Uh, but uh, had spent some time uh, working in the state legislature, so I know how government works and I, yeah. I also served at a local level too so well you also uh, so it says 10 years of federal state and local uh local experience so we know you looked worked in the legislature for steve howitt uh rep steve howitt from seaconk a friend of the show actually um and uh you also worked in the federal government that's right uh had some experience at the department of interior uh, department of defense and then uh 
uh, also uh, U.S. Bankruptcy Court and then uh, U.S. Congress. Okay. The House Judiciary Committee is a law clerk. Um, so, 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 Jake. Uh, as you notice, you have, you have a rather high security clearance as well. I, I did. It expired. Right. Uh, I think it expired in 20. It was a 10-year full security clearance. It expired in uh, 2017, I believe. Yeah. But that's a no fooling around background check. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pretty clean. Right? So. Yeah. <laughs> right? You'll be the only, <laughs> you're the only one in the race with that kind of background check, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jake, um, you're an attorney. Uh, you, um, how is that experience, do you think, how the, how's your experience as an attorney, um, how's that going to lend to your, uh, uh, your, your work as a city councilor if you're elected? I know how to read accurately and quickly, which I think is helpful. I know the city council reads a lot. Um, but having, uh, you know, I spent two and a half, <laughs> I spent two and a half years uh, litigating. Uh, I represented clients, uh, mostly plaintiffs against their employers, uh, a lot of class actions across okay. the country. Um, so people who were taken advantage of, employees, and we went up against their big employers, the mostly corporations and companies. And so uh, I don't think we ever lost a case. We settled most of them. Uh, and then uh, now I uh, am in transactional law up in Boston, uh, uh, private equity, which is... Um, uh, also demanding, but a different, totally different type of law. So, so, so Jake, um, if you to ele be elected Ward Three uh, Councilor, Ward Three is is um, really the epicenter of a lot of change here here in the city of New Bedford, epicenter of the world, right? Mm -hmm. I think Marcus has pointed this out too to other candidates that have come in. The big change being the mayor putting forward to change the part of the golf course over to a uh, a a, a, a advanced manufacturing campus, which does have some of the neighbors concerned. Um, talk a little bit about your opinion about that. What do you think you offer the, the neighbors in that situation? Yeah, look, we just came from, we just wrapped up a debate actually a few minutes ago and talked about this very issue. Uh, I think it's pretty unanimous among all the candidates. Um, you know, Hathaway Road, there's traffic concerns with uh, a lot of the abutting properties, the residential, uh, and then also um, filling the advanced manufacturing campus and having... Uh, yeah. you know companies come in so um, i think my experience in the state at the state and local levels you know it's probably a good thing to have a ward three counselor who knows the folks in dartmouth for example right uh, so i know all the elected officials over there uh, i have good relationships of course with the municipal uh, officials here in new bedford but i've worked with the state legislative delegation beginning in about 20, 2010, 2011, so over 11 years ago. And uh, I know all those folks. And I think when you're dealing with such a complex project, whether you're dealing with traffic or uh, attracting business to the city for, you know, increased tax revenues, I think bringing, uh, being an advocate for Ward 3 at the city level is crucial and trying to, uh, you know, attract business here and uh, work with the players. So whether, again, transportation, mass DOT at the intersection there of uh, 195 and 140, uh, or Hathaway Road. So we're speaking with Jake Ventura, who's a candidate for Ward 3 City Council in the special election. Jake, you sent out a press release recently. It was a little bit humorous, but talking about the fact that City Council President Linda Morad and Mayor John Mitchell, she doesn't return his phone calls. In and, two and, years. Right. The mayor has talked about that. Um, you offered your, your mediation services, should you be elected. Um but talk a little bit about that. How do you, obviously, you've been in adversarial situations. That's part of the law. Sure. But you're able to get to a solution. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, look, I've attended a, a number of mediations uh, when I was a litigator. And uh, sometimes you can uh, settle a case uh, within one mediation. Sometimes they 
go to several. Um, when I heard of these reports, thanks to you all uh, in the local media, that the uh, city council president and mayor uh, ceased all communications, that's the first thing I thought of. Um, and uh, it was, the press release was done uh, somewhat seriously. I, right. think, I think it's important that our city council president and mayor work together. The uh, least, I think, right? And, and, well, and well, for, for the record, I, I, I have a good relationship with both of those individuals. I respect both of them. Um, but I do, I do think it's uh, important that they at least communicate. And so, you said you'd be sending it. They'd be sending an adult to the table. I did. I did. Um, you know, the city council, generally speaking, uh, it reminds me of a room full of children. Um, you know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going there. I, I hope the people of Ward Three elect me. But I think I'm speaking to the broader city. Right. I think we need good, competent people in city government to move things forward. Um, I'm, a, you know, I, I don't agree with the mayor on all the issues. Uh, I think he's done a, f a fairly decent job on a lot of the redevelopment projects across the city. Um, I also think the city count, I, you know, I, again, I know Linda. I've known Linda for years. Um, so it's not a personality thing. It's about actually getting things done. And uh, if I uh, upset a few people along the way, I, I'm not trying to, but if I do, so be it. If the folks elect me out, then they can elect me out, you know. Uh, I'm just trying to do this to serve and uh, actually try to make government be somewhat efficient. Look, I, look, I have said this repeatedly, as goes New Bedford, goes the region. So the people of New Bedford, if, if they're not electing people who, who are going to move the city forward, they're damaging the entire region. So I think it's as important to everybody. They may not, we may not get a vote in it, but it's as important to everybody in the region as it is to Ward 3, this election. Um, now, as you say, you don't always agree with both the mayor or, or other members of the city council. But I'm sure that's like that all the time at work, right? I mean, it's oh, how it is for everybody at work. It is. But you go to work anyway, right? Right. And, and I'll just bring up uh, an example. Marcus mentioned my, my uh, time in the legislature with Stephen Howitt. Stephen uh, uh, is a Republican, uh, one of the few in the mm -hmm. state. And um, we were able to work with, uh, you know, the South Coast delegation, whether it was uh, Chris Markey, Chris Hendricks, Tony Cabral, Bill Strauss. Um, Pat Haddad, Paul Schmidt, we worked with all of them. Senator Roderick, Senator Montigny, uh, and I think they all had good relationships. And a lot of the issues that they dealt with at the state level on behalf of the region were nonpartisan. And so you bring people together and you, you try and build, build consensus, whether it was on South Coast Rail or uh, offshore wind or the fish advocating for the fishing industry. Yeah. Uh, parties and differences, and it's the same thing at the city level. Uh, it's nonpartisan, of course, but you, you bring people together and try to find common ground. Well, not only that, um, you know, I think Re Rep. Howitt said when he was on this show, a, a good policy is a good policy. A good bill is a good bill. Exactly. So if yeah. you can come to a consensus on something that works for your constituents, right. then it doesn't matter what uh, letter is bubbled next to your name when you fill in the ballot. And I get the sense, you know, knocking on these doors and making, you know, phone calls to folks in the in the region and just the, the tenor in this country. People are desperate for leadership and they want people to not really... Uh, jerk them around. They don't want the BS and they want people to tell it how it is and be fully transparent. And uh, again, that might make some people certain elements in City Hall uncomfortable, but that's what I can offer the people of Ward 3. And I think I think it would be a benefit to the people citywide. So we're speaking with Jake Ventura, who's a candidate for Ward 3 special election. Jake, what's your opinion on the pay raises? that uh, were offered by Linda yeah, Morad and ratified the, by the entire city What council? do you think about the Morad pay raise amendments? <laughs> well... I, I, I'm troubled by, first of all, I'm troubled by the fact that they passed 10 to 0. Um, uh, 
I don't always agree with. Uh, actually, I, I can't believe I've ever. I don't believe I've ever agreed with Jack Spillane on a fiscal matter. For mm-hmm. example, and, and he and I had a conversation uh, a few uh, weeks ago about this. Um, you know, I think you, you all at WBSM and uh, some of your competition at New Bedford Light. I think you've really brought this out to the forefront, and I think now you're starting to see city councilors uh, walk back that decision. Um, I still have not heard. Uh, a good explanation. There's been no data, no analysis. Um, it, it seems uh, reckless, I think is the word I used. And um, and so I would have been the lone vote voting against that um, without a doubt. And I think that's another thing I offer. I'm, I'm trying to be a fiscal watchdog for the taxpayers in New Bedford. And it just goes to show you how desperately one is needed in City Hall when you have a 10 to 0 vote at City Council. Uh, it's just beyond me. I, I don't understand it. So, so Jake, um, there was a contentious vote last night for the Voctech School Committee member, uh, a, a Voctech School Committee vacancy uh, that was left by Attorney Pat Walsh. And uh, Pat, Pat Walsh is a great guy. I don't, I don't know if you know him. Or he's a fellow barrister. But um, the Carol Pimentel, she lost uh, a five to four vote. And uh, a lot of that we're, 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 we're seeing is underpinned by the ongoing debate in Vogue Tech Commission's policy. Do you know at this time how you would have voted uh, if you would have voted for or against Carol Pimentel? And do you have a position right now on the Vogue Tech Commission's policy? I, I, I'm not going to comment on, uh, you know, I've heard pros and cons from counselors uh, following last night's meeting. I don't necessarily have all the information available to me. It seems like uh, the nominee on on her on its face uh, she was qualified yeah uh, i know there were concerns um but i don't have that information in front of me and i don't think i would have had that unless i was a counselor uh, i'll tell you there were a few, uh you know uh, and i've discussed this in the past i think what i also bring to the council is asking tough questions i don't know if a lot of these tough questions have been asked of all the nominees right. um again i can't answer a specific i don't have her application in front of me right now and i wasn't privy to that information but I would have been asking tough questions without a doubt. So, Jake, one of the things that I think we need to address, and it's been talked about a lot in the media exhaustively, but since you're here and you're with us, um, is the residency discussion. You recently moved into the ward. You told, you know, you talked about how you were from Dartmouth. Uh, you were born in New Bedford, moved to Dartmouth. You were a member of Dartmouth, uh, and, and you were involved in Dartmouth politics. Now you're here in New Bedford. You're running for a New Bedford Ward 3 City Council seat that's open. Uh, what's your position on on that? Do you do you think, you know, a lot of people say the, the word carpetbagger. What do you, what's, your, what's your take on, on your residency situation here in Ward 3? Well, again, we previously discussed this. My family on the Wampanoag side has been here for centuries prior to the Commonwealth of the United States. Um, and the Portuguese side, four generations. I was born here in 87, uh, was raised by my parents, spent a lot of time on Bonnie Street, Margin Street. No, that, that wasn't Ward 3, but I spent a lot of Thanksgivings, Christmases, and other family gatherings in Ward 3 on Clark Street. I've got family in Ward 3. Um throughout Ward 3, and so I think it's all nonsense and it's just clickbait. Um, it's clickbait at this point. Um, you know, I'm from the city. Uh, I did graduate from Dartmouth High, and, you know, if some people want to hold that against me, then so be it. But, uh, you know, I, I love the city. I love the region. I've spent nearly every day of my adult life in the city of New Bedford. I've, I worked at a law firm on Union Street. Uh, worked at a few places in New Bedford. Uh, socialized in New Bedford. Um and uh, live in Ward 3. And so, you know, uh, if some people don't like it, well, 
you know, change the law. But I, I do believe I'm the most qualified candidate. In so I was going to ask you that. I, I was going to ask you that, not to cut you off, but <clears throat> what is the difference between you and all the other candidates in the race? There's a lot of candidates running, but you're a unique candidate. <clears throat> Explain the difference that you think sets you apart from the rest of the candidates. You know, it's unique, too. I, this is my second rodeo in terms of elected uh, elections. I uh, I actually have a pretty good relationship with all of the all of the candidates except for one. I, I text and I chat and we, we call each other. Uh, we've developed good relationships. Do you have a group chat? We don't have a group chat. But <laughs> you make a group chat. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I've developed pretty decent relationships with all, most of the folks. Uh, one person has not returned my call, but most of the folks running and... Uh, I uh, I think that's important to build consensus for whoever gets to the top two slots to the, the final and whoever wins this thing. But uh, and they're all good people, and I also I think they uh, I think any one of them would be capable of uh, uh, representing Ward Three uh, at the city council. But I, I do think the distinguishing factor is you know one of the big issues um, in this race, one of the biggest issues is constituent services, uh, and uh, you know while a lot of candidates talk about constituent services i've actually done it mm -hmm. uh I, you know i've worked i represented uh worked to represent forty thousand people in the south coast we've uh and managed the legislative office we we represented uh and helped veterans obtain ramps uh, disabled veterans obtain obtain ramps up there uh, like literal ramps ramps uh, okay who are veterans who are wheelchair bound to get up yeah. to, and uh you know we've helped uh, senior citizens on fixed incomes with heating assistance. We've helped uh, children with disabilities uh, in terms of adv advocacy for proper uh, education uh, across the board. Hurricane uh, uh, Tropical Storm Sandy, when it barreled through the region, uh, geez, it seems like almost 10 years ago, we were on the phone well, lines. Was 10 years ago. Yeah, on the phone lines with utility companies around the clock trying to restore power to people. Senior citizens could not keep their uh, medication cold. Um, you know, we've done transportation issues, we've done education grants, window replacements, HVACs for seniors. I mean, across the board, I've actually done it. Uh, those are the things that don't make the headlines. Um, and, uh, you know, the other candidates can talk about it, but we've actually done it. And it's about building consensus, bringing department heads or agencies together and getting. So you'll be filling out the rest of Hugh Dunn's term. You're saying you can hit the ground running. Without a doubt. All right. All right. Let's take a break. Take a break. City Council candidate Jake Ventura. We're taking your calls too at 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. Good evening. Hey. So, uh, uh, for the record, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, not against um, Mr. Ventura. I haven't publicly spoken against him or, or, or told anyone not to vote for him. But I do have a question. Do you can you see why people have a concern when it comes to your residential address? Quite honestly, we've knocked we've knocked several thousand doors in the district. Uh, the last, I mean, this has been a short campaign, but in, over the last, I'd say, five weeks or so, um, it, people are more concerned about their potholes, their street lights. It hasn't come up at all. It's come up with it's it's come up it's come up within the media because of clickbait, uh, but it's a non-story. Well, I don't know about the whole clickbait thing. That's that's your opinion, and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, before you turn in those papers, your residential address, uh, your license, your mailing address um, was all in Dartmouth, correct? I, I don't understand the question. My mailing address? I had, I have several mailing addresses. Well, when we looked it up uh, officially, 
that's what it came up on this. So where where would I'm you asking. look? Where would you look that up officially? My mailing address. Well, we we, we go through proper channels. I, I don't understand that. I don't think there's a central database with my mailing address. Uh, my voting address is 24 Logan Street. Your license, your residential, and your mailing were, were all in Dartmouth, and that was before you turned those papers in. And we did speak to you about it. We told you that. And uh, you told us that you moved into the ward to run. Who? who and, that, and that you weren't ashamed of it. Correct? That's not correct. I registered to vote. To run, well, I was already in the ward. Told us. So no, what I no lie, no correct? no no no. What I told, if I if this is who I think it is, is if this is the person who stocked my Here parents in Dartmouth. It's it's, right. Car it's Carlos. Right. It's okay. Carlos Felix. Right. Here we go. If this is the person who I think it is, what I told you and what I told Jack Spillane, I was in uh, ward uh, ward three back in mid September. I registered to vote to run, and I did that because I think I'm the the best qualified. I do respect all the other candidates. Uh, if if you have a problem with that, don't vote for me. But I don't believe you're a Ward Three resident. No, are you no, a New I'm Bedford resident? Doing this on the journal journalism aspect of it all. This is and, yeah, uh, yeah. like I said, I haven't gone out there advocated uh, for anyone. Who do you work for, Carlos? Do you know anyone at City Hall? Who do you work for? Who do I work for? Yeah. And, and what does that have to do with anything we're discussing here today about your residency? You know where I live. And you know where my parents live, apparently, too. So I, I don't know what else you want from me. Well, I'm just saying it was a, it was a simple question. Uh, you know, my you favorite. Re I'll concern? tell you this. I'll tell you this. My favorite restaurant in War 3 is Strikers at the, the Wonder Bowl. I it's like Ricardi's, Mimi's you're doing your Kitchen. Research, uh, yeah, Google, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Carlos, um, so I'll tell you. Hey, go, guys, Carlos, no, no, uh, you know. oh, Carlos, let me tell you something. Yeah. Any day you want, you can meet me at a, a location of your choice, and you can live stream it. You can see my Google uh, GPS tracking. No American politician has ever had to provide that. Okay, you will see that I've been in this no, board no, no, listen, I'm, for I'm not years. To go that far. Okay, I uh, moved I, in I, in know. mid September. I registered to vote to run. And I, I never hit that. And don't misrepresent what I said, okay? No, no, I'm just going by what I've seen. I, you know, we had a, a, someone who's a professional, and they got this information, and it's a concern. You know what I mean? And and it's not exactly what you're representing. Uh, you're telling us you were sleeping on, on the floor. I got into uh, a car accident a few years ago. I was T-boned, and so sometimes I sleep on the floor. Yeah, so... Yeah, it, you know, I'm just saying to you know when little you know, TMI, at it I suppose. Value, you know, to me, it doesn't add up. You know, but you know, I, I wish you. Who do you work that. for, Carlos? What's that? Who do you work for? I don't understand the question. What do you mean? What, what, Are you being paid by? So you you said you're a journalist. Who do you, who's paying you? Is it someone at City Hall connected to City Hall? I I'm. Oh, I don't know. You okay. must not be familiar with it, with New Bedford because you, know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know who, who, who I am and what I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Right? Okay, okay, Carlos. Good one. Have, you have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Carlos. Appreciate it. 508-996-0500 is how you can call in if you want to speak with candidate Ventura. Um, so, Jake, um, 
One of the other uh, issues is the uh, Hicks-Logan neighborhood. It's uh, Mayor Mitchell's on this program des- uh, described it as the most distressed neighborhood in the city. I know he had worked with uh, what would be your predecessor if your elected councilor done in getting, uh, you know, getting some getting some uh, measures through the redevelopment authority to try to see if they can, um, you know, make that, uh, you know, have that neighborhood live up to its potential. What do you think the Hicks-Logan area needs? I think it needs funding. Um, and I think it needs leadership from City Hall and uh, obviously collaboration with uh, state partners. That's something I'm good at. Uh, I've done. Um, it's a unique area. I've walked Hughes' dog in that area, Enzo. <laughs> Enzo, yeah. Enzo's been uh, in the headlines. You know, so, uh, I've walked Hughes' dog in that area. And I'll tell you, uh, some of the infrastructure on uh, Washburn and some of the other streets there, I mean, there are some concerns. But at the end of the day, uh, how do we how do we mix the... Uh, the residential with the potential commercial that could come with uh, South Coast Rail, which is just above that station, with the existing light or heavy industrial. I know we've got a shipyard, uh, and it abuts the Acushnet River. You've got Kyler Seafood there. So it's a very diverse, small area. Hmm. I've seen a few of the, the redevelopment plans. Um, it's going to take uh, a lot of leadership. Um, but at the very least, I'd like to see in the short term, uh, like, let's repave some of those streets, clean up some of the potholes, maybe put plant a few trees, new street lights. That's something that the city can do today or tomorrow. Um, uh, but in terms of the entire redevelopment plan, it's going to take some work and it's going to take some years. Um, you're you're going to be voting on the budget if you're elected for the whole city, not just for your ward. Is there anything that strikes you as areas that need to be cut or areas that need to be better funded when you're looking at the uh, at the budget? Just off the top of your head. Yeah, look, I, I've done this before in a different municipality. I think your last caller could probably tell you which municipality it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be on the finance committee in Dartmouth, and so, and and also working in the legislature on the budget. I and my background, I used to be. Uh, in so you're not averse to conflict whatsoever, then? Oh no! If you're on the finance, committee, oh no, right? It's, it's always yeah, averse. Right. Always. So part right. of part of the process, um, and you know, Dartmouth went through some pretty tumultuous times. 10 or 15 years ago as right. well. Um, part of the process is you have budget, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, directors of various uh, municipal departments, whether it's infrastructure or health or this or that, come before the board and basically justify their uh, their existence, their reasoning for why they're asking for what they're asking for. Generally, folks will come in and ask for a higher budget from the last fiscal year. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you can sit there and pick apart the efficiencies. I, you know, I think I made some people uncomfortable and I, I plan on doing that in New Bedford. I think if you can look at, uh, uh, you know, areas uh, where you could make efficiencies, I, I mean, I think right now, you know, the, the biggest concern I hear on the doors is the, uh, the property tax issue. And, um, you know, people are feeling the pinch with national inflation, um, and so, you know, one of the things I wouldn't have done is given uh, massive pay increases to a, a handful of people. Um, that's $750,000 annually out of the budget, in addition to the future years of pension and health care. So, um, you know. So, Jake, this is very interesting. I did, I, as much as, as long as I've known you, I did not realize you're on the Finance Committee in Dartmouth. One, that, that's very interesting. And a lot of that. that I wish I had known that because I, I would have talked about it before. That means you have some real serious local budget issues. Yeah. We had a finance committee in Freetown, and there's always a a give and take between the yeah. Board of Selectmen and the finance committee and the town administration. Same thing in Fairhaven. Right, yeah. always. So, the um, one of the things that's brought up regularly here is the difference in the Dartmouth tax rate 
for homeowners versus the New Bedford tax rate. Right. How are you, how are you folks, when you formerly lived in Dartmouth and worked there, how did you guys keep your tax rate unlike the one in New Bedford, which is through the roof? I mean, at the time, Dartmouth had uh, uh, shifted its burden. Well, it, prior prior to shifting some of the burden, I mean, it was a big commercial uh, tax base. Right, and so, you used to have a single tax rate, right? Right, yeah. and so, you know, I think... You know, we talk about uh, Hicks Logan potential commercial opportunity there, and we talk about um, the uh, advanced manufacturing campus, the Whaling City Golf Course. There are opportunities for the city to continue to move forward and attract business, attract new business or existing business. And uh, you know, I'll partner with anybody in the council or the mayor to get that done. Um, and I think it needs. To, I, I think it's been happening, but uh, we could be more aggressive about that. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. So you have your hospitals for children. There are a million reasons to share love. My buddy Caleb is one of them. This is his story. Hi, I'm Caleb. I was born with spinal bone disease. I have broken my bones almost 200 times and I have had 11 surgeries, but I didn't let that stop me. There are a million reasons to share love, but you only need one. To learn how you can share love, visit loveshriners.org. Have your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. So, welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. We have Marcus Farrow, as always, holding the fourth town. We're interviewing uh, Jake Ventura, who's a candidate for Ward 3. So, Jake, you have um, put forward a very interesting proposition. You are not going to take the um, pay, pay the salary or the health insurance from the city. Yeah, Explain that. Yeah, so um, I've decided to, uh, when I decided to run for this seat, uh, we had to go through a, pr- a process um with my law firm, um, because it's a larger firm, there were a lot of there's a whole team devoted to conflicts, and so at the end of the day, we decided uh, if if we were elected, that we would turn down the salary. I'm not even sure what it is, the annual salary, but whatever that salary is, we would turn that down completely, and I would not take any health insurance or, um, you know, and I'm not sure what the pension implications are, but at least I would turn down the salary and the health care. Right. Um, so I, I am doing this. Um, for no pay, which is fine, but it's. I think it goes back to the uh, the original principle. The, the reason you run is to serve the people, and uh, again, all of the other candidates are good people. They talk about providing constituent services. I've actually done it successfully, and that's what I'd like to do in the ward. And the law firm you're with is Ropes and Gray. It is yeah. right, uh, which, which is I, a renowned firm. And I and I must say. Uh, uh, it's public information, but right. uh, they're in no way involved with the campaign. I, I must say that, but yeah, good so, place to work. So um, you talked about, you know, you, you, you gave us like your your campaign lit that you've been dropping, uh, and one of your one of your key pillars here is public safety. Um, support our police, fire, EMS, uh, post safe injection sites, protecting our neighborhoods from gun violence. Okay, so on the on the uh, on the public safety piece of, of this. The the home rule petition for Mike Cassidy to get his survivor uh, to get for his family to get survivor benefits after he died of COVID nineteen I don't believe that's passed through. It might have to go through the council again. Uh, I don't know if that's how it works, but there there may have to be a situation even still where another public uh, public safety or member of local government 
dies of COVID and you have to go through this again. Right. Do I you, think that's the way to look do at you, it. Yeah. yeah. Do you support the home rule petition, uh, that home rule petition, and would you uh, act similarly as Councilor Dunn did when he crafted that legislation? Uh, yes and yes. And uh, when I worked for uh, Representative Stephen Howitt, uh, we, we ended up filing a few home rule petitions. Uh, this is going years back, so I can't, I don't remember exactly the nature of them, but yeah. uh, the new legislative session on Beacon Hill has started. And uh, so that process would have to go underway again. So they'd have to file it again, right? That, that is my understanding. They would file it again. And uh, if it needs local approval, then yeah, absolutely. We would push that. Just for people who don't know, it's a little too, might be a little too wonky. Home rule petition is something that's passed by a local government then sent to the legislature to effectuate that, effectuate that change. In this, in this case, it would be giving survivor benefits to Sergeant Mike Cassidy, who was a great guy and a, a police officer who, who tragically died of COVID-19. Unfortunately, yeah. I think that is going to have to happen again because yeah. I think it died on Governor Baker's desk. So, um, so, so Jake, uh, you talked about, you know, you're opposing safe injection sites. Uh, why is that? Well, we have reason to believe with the new governor um, that legislation could progress. Uh, last session, there were a handful of bills, I don't know, six or eight or something. Um, it, it's very likely that uh, with the new governor, uh, the old governor, Baker, uh, Charlie Baker, was opposed to them. Um, and Charlie Baker come down. Charlie Baker is a friend of yours. You, you guys are acquainted. We're acquainted. We've worked together. We're yeah. allies. Yeah. And, okay. and, and uh, Charlie, you know, uh, off off topic here, I, I, I've always appreciated the way uh, former Governor Baker has able been able to bring people together. Uh, he, yeah. Again, he was in the minority party, was able to be one of the most uh, 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 popular governors in the country. And I think he was pretty popular within the Democratic Party. Uh, legislature as well he worked with people uh, regardless of party and and so that sort of collaborative approach is something that i would certainly take to city hall so uh go ahead so on the safe injection sites right uh, because because you put out something on it and i think you made a very good point which was the city council has to ask the people that the mayor appoints to the board of health that they they should ask the tough questions before because otherwise, it's just saying I'm against it doesn't right. really matter, right? Right. Because the Board of Health, according to the press release you put out, is really where the power is. Explain that quickly if you can. Right, yeah. There, uh, the legislation that was out there um, that I assume is in the process of being refiled on Beacon Hill now with the new legislative cycle um, leaves the uh, uh, local municipal boards of health or leaders of the health departments in each municipality with a lot of discretion on whether or not uh, a facility like a safe injection site could be located in their municipality. Um, and so I think that's an honest, you know, I think it, it would have been a great hypothetical question to ask the mayor's appointee. I, don't, I, I sent out a press release urging the city council to do that and they didn't. So, so I, I would have done it had I been in that chamber representing Ward 3. So I, I think that that is the type of far-reaching uh, leadership that you offer here, the, that informative approach to process. Right. Right? That, that you're watching the legislation on Beacon Hill because, obviously, there are towns like Wellesley, our own Marion, Mattapoise, and I would hope to say Fairhaven, where the Board of Health would say, no way. Right. Absolutely. But they are looking at cities like New Bedford, Fall River, Brockton, right? Gateway cities. Right. Are their, you know, that's their, their guinea pig. That's it always their, is. Right. It always is. So if you're not on top of it, city council, you're going to get stuck with it. Right. And beyond, beyond the fact, you know, uh, our former U.S. attorney uh, 
and I agree with him on this and his analysis of it. I mean, you're, you're essentially by locating these things in your municipality, you're creating law free zones yes. where local law enforcement can't uh, do their job and you're uh, encouraging the use of heroin and cocaine and uh, other substances and uh, it's against federal law and I think it puts uh, people who work or operate those facilities in, uh, uh, in, in criminal uh, jeopardy as well. So we're speaking with Ward 3 City Council candidate uh, Jake Ventura. So Jake, um, one of, uh, you know, you're going to be representing, I think a large voting population is, 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 is going to be, uh, is going to be seniors, right? And as a legislature, you know, in the legislature, you work with seniors. Um, how are you going to help seniors as a Ward 3 city council, uh, as city councilor if you're elected? Well, again, I think a lot of seniors right now are property owners. Um, and um, the biggest issue we hear on the campaign trail is that their property tax, they're feeling the pinch with property taxes coupled mm-hmm. with inflation and uh, state and federal and all the other taxes. And they're on fixed incomes. Yeah. When I was in the legislature, we helped a lot of folks. I think it was the senior circuit uh, tax break, which allowed uh, people on fixed incomes to uh, have a reduction in their property taxes. Um, what I can offer, at least on the on a fiscal level at the city, is being a watchdog. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a watchdog in City Hall right now. And this is nothing against the 10 councilors or the mayor, um, but that's my expertise. Is the people that you call children? <laughs> <laughs> my expert... <laughs> I did call them... They are acting like children. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear. Um, and it's unfortunate. And I think we need to send some adults to the table. Uh, and November's coming around quickly. Um, I'll work with anybody, but at the end of the day, you need a fiscal watchdog. That's what I offer the people of Ward 3 and the city of New Bedford. I think you need someone who can knows how to read a budget, who can hold people accountable, can work with people and collaborate, but also not BS. Yeah. I think the public wants straight shooters and leadership, and that's what I can offer. For free, by the way. Let's no take, salary. Take a break, and then we'll finish out the hour strong. We're here with Ward 3 candidate Jake Ventura. If you want to hear everything. And welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. This is South Coast. And as always, Marcus Ferro is here running the whole show. And, of course, we have Jake Ventura, candidate for Ward 3 special election. Jake, how do people get more information about you? What's your website? Or Facebook, whatever it is. Ventura4nb.com. Ventura, F-O-R-N-B.com. So, Jake, uh, we're speaking with Ward 3 City Council candidate Jake Ventura, and we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Actually, we got a call on the line now. Good evening. Hello? Hi, guys. Hey, Hi. what's up? So, um, I had a couple of questions for Jake. Sure. Sure. Actually, I have a comment first. When you were asking, uh, Chris was asking how they keep the uh, property taxes down right. in Dartmouth as compared to New Bedford, and, and I believe that's too... I'm glad there's somebody who's looking to be fiscally responsible with the taxpayers' money. However, I think there's a huge difference between Dartmouth and New Bedford. Yes. And, you know, both both the guys there tonight, I believe, live in Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. And Marcus has, has even said on the show in the past how a comparable property in New Bedford and Fairhaven, he was going to be paying a lot less taxes yes. in Fairhaven. Correct as though he had no idea why that would be. <laughs> I feel as though the 
all of the policies that Marcus advocates for. <laughs> we don't live in a magical are world. Are you calling for? Uh, are you calling? Uh, are you calling for me? Yes, or are you calling I'm for calling candidate for Vic Ventura? Because we're talking with so Jake. I if you want to argue with me about my positions on stuff, you can call in tomorrow. But if you want to ask Jake a question, you can ask him. Well, what I'm saying is, is, is it that you want to be fiscally responsible? But how are you going to do that with the types of policies? that are a magnet in New Bedford. Yeah, so no. people, well, a lot of free things and a lot of, you know, things that cost taxpayers money. Big difference than, than Dartmouth and Fairhaven. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great question, and I you know I could sit here for hours and talk about it. Um, I don't have an immediate answer for you, but I can tell you this: um, I know how to read budgets. I know when uh, uh, efficiencies can be found. I've done it in the past. Um, somewhat at a state level but more so at a, a municipal level and uh you know at the end of the day uh the goal is to uh when, when we say we want to make government more efficient the goal is to uh to, to, to do it at the same cost or ideally less um you know i'd love to promise uh, a tax reduction today i don't think i can promise that um, but what i can do is make sure that any tax dollar that's going through the coffers at city hall is spent in the most reasonable way possible and then i will ask the tough questions uh whether it's um uh you know of the mayor and his administration or the department heads uh, underneath them um and making sure that we're doing everything at least in the most efficient way possible there are a lot of challenges in the city of new bedford and uh it is it's sort of a puzzle and you you're gonna have to give and take in certain areas and uh um, you know, it's it's not something I could just answer right here today, but uh, uh, yeah, because I have to say, I feel like you can't really lower the tax rate for taxpayers and also be a city that gives away everything for free and advocates for more and more people coming to the city who are going to need those services. I mean, 50, how many languages spoken at the schools, all these types of things cost the city money. And then we don't have money to fix roads. So I'm saying that there needs to be a real, somebody really looking at what the taxpayers are, are hey, We're near the end of the hour, so I got to hold you there, but thank you for the Thanks call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Jake, um, I appreciate you uh, joining us this evening. Where can people go to learn more about your campaign? Ventura4nb.com. And we need to grow the base, the tax base, to that last caller. Okay. So, Jake, thanks for joining us. Tomorrow, we've got State Rep. Carol Doherty from Taunton. She's going to join us at 7. I think Adam Bass is going to be calling in from the City Council Chambers again. That was a great segment. Release the Bass. We're, we're, we're releasing the Bass. The Bass has been unleashed. And so, 